Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Straight of Texas podcast, the official podcast of the Texas Rangers and a celebration of everything Texas, including the Texas spirit that we see in the Texas Rangers and everywhere around us in this great state. Uh, I'm Jared Sandler from uh, the Rangers broadcast team. As always, I am joined by the great Jay Beach Sauceda, founder of Texas Humor. And later, we will be joined by a special guest, country singer Aaron Watson. Really excited for that. Jay, good afternoon to you. How's it going today? We, uh, we are quite the loud and proud group here, uh, and not even specifically about the Rangers. Uh, we got a little bit of orange all over our, uh, our outfits. But uh, for anybody who's curious about what the Straight Up Texas podcast is, it's first and foremost, the official podcast of the Texas Rangers. And, uh, you know, we're going to skim the top, talk a little bit about the Rangers. Uh, we'll obviously talk a little bit about Whataburger today. Um, but most importantly, this podcast is a celebration of all of the great things that make up the Texas spirit. Uh, you know, it's a spirit that is resilient, it's proud, it's fearless, much like our uh, Rangers team. And uh, it's also delicious, much like our uh, sponsor of the show. Yes, uh, we are brought to you by our friends at Whataburger. And there's something pretty awesome going on. You might uh, see this if you are watching. For those of us who are listening, we'll do our best to describe it. But Jay and I are pretty much just all Whataburgered out right now uh, with a, a pretty cool partnership that's coming your way uh, on the 16th. Uh, it's a delicious partnership, you could say, between Academy Sports and Outdoors and Whataburger with the Magellan Outdoors brand, uh, combining Magellan and Whataburger. You got two iconic Texas brands teaming up for something that uh, you're definitely not going to want to miss, especially if you're watching this uh, and you see what we're looking like. We right now could probably walk the red carpet and be the, the talk of the town. Um, and if you're an angler, if you like to get out there and and, you know, cast a reel or two, you're in good hands. But I, I am, I'm wearing basically what we decided before. You look like you just got off the beach. Uh, I, I mean, it's pretty. Let me tell you something. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I might not take this shirt off today. Um, it is super comfortable. I like, yeah, I, I think I, I could just wear this no matter what. I might just end up wearing it to the ballpark. Uh, yeah, you know, honestly, uh, it's pretty light. It's airy. Uh, feels like a, a good crisp uh october well more, more like a november in this state uh like a crisp november afternoon um it uh yeah i'm, I'm loving mine mine's got a like a hamburger print all over it uh there's pockets for everything i guess you could probably store some fries or fishing lures whatever uh in there yeah i've got uh, a there's plenty of velcro, <laughs> I love um, the velcro. I, i'm i'm feeling like a million bucks I, in all seriousness, I, this is super comfortable. I got more of a flower type thing. I think mm -hmm. what we, what we decided was like, you know, in toy story, when the, the humans are out, the, the toys come to life and they like have their own life. If when we left our closets, if our clothes took on a life of their own, my, my shirt would be the party shirt. Like, yeah, this was like, if a shirt became like, it's like a party personified It'd be voiced by the, the character would be voiced by jimmy buffett absolutely like 100%, yes. absolutely 100 yeah uh yeah no I, I love it i think it's a good look for you um i think you should probably wear something like that a little bit more often so i honestly i'm, I'm not even joking yeah. I, this is so comfortable <laughs> i really love wearing it uh <laughs> Anyway, this is, uh, again, Magellan. This is a, a, a partnership between Magellan and Whataburger. It is going to be available at an Academy Sports and Outdoors near you on the 16th. So just a few days away, depending on when you're uh, listening to this. It's uh, exciting stuff. And especially if you are uh, a fisherman, fisherwoman, 
this is uh, this is what you want to do. Uh, you you yeah. show a little personality with the Whataburger flavor uh, and then a comfortable, very practical shirt. That's uh, that's the way to go. Uh, all right. So, you know, Jay was telling you a little bit about what this podcast is about. Uh, you know, a lot of it is going to be a, a conversation with someone who truly embodies the Texas spirit in, in several ways. Uh, and, you know, as we mentioned, Aaron Watson is our special guest here for this episode, but he was great. Uh, he was great. He, yeah, it really was. It really, really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, and, you know, it, it's interesting following his journey too, and listening to him talk about his journey, but uh, we will talk a little Rangers baseball uh, before, and, and there's always stuff going on in, in Rangers land. So, in, uh, you know, on that note, what are you looking forward to the rest of the year? Yeah, you know, I think, and, and we've talked about this, a lot of the, this year in general has been about the youth, the young players, the, the future, right? And I think that's just going to be uh, really amplified the rest of the way. Um, you know, whether it's guys who are currently with the Rangers right now, uh, Curtis Terry, Spencer Howard, uh, you know, a couple guys who have just kind of joined on the big league side, Spencer Howard via trades, Curtis Terry via promotion, uh, Andy Banez, and, you know, or someone like Isaiah Kinder Falefa, who, you know, he's, he's been around, but still is kind of playing to establish his future role or, you know, people who aren't with the big league club yet, you know, Leody Tavares, maybe coming back to the big league club or a guy like Glenn Otto, the Rangers acquired in the Joey Gallo trade. Uh, Josh Young, his name gets tossed around a bunch. Uh, you know, maybe we see a guy like Nick Snyder who just got promoted to AAA Round Rock. It's it just, it, it's going to be about the future the rest of the way. And then one element that's the present and the future. I, I love, I love like a good record chase. And Adolis Garcia, uh, who you know was an All Star for this team and and has had a great year, and and certainly is not a present only conversation piece. This is a guy who, uh, you know, very well could factor into the future, but he's got 24 homers and the Rangers franchise record for most homers in a season by a rookie is 30 set by Pete Incavelia in the mid eighties. I would love uh, for Adolis Garcia to set that record in his own name. So that'll be something fun over the next, uh, you know, month and a half plus to, to see if Adolis Garcia can hit six and, and maybe a seventh home run to set that record. Awesome. What about, um, we've got a few hall of fame inductions, uh, coming up. Yeah. So, you know, this weekend it's going to be really, you know, fun to see both Chuck Morgan and Adrian Beltran inducted into the Rangers hall of fame. I'll, I'll give you, I guess, two brief stories, uh, about each that to me represent you know, a lot of who they are and what they represent for the organization. I, I guess Adrian's kind of like a one, a one B I'll never forget my first year in, in my role was in 2015. And on May 31st, 2015, in a game, a Sunday afternoon game against the Red Sox, Adrian Beltre hurt. I believe it was his thumb. Uh, and it's what ultimately led to Joey Gallo making his major league debut two days later, the Rangers had an off day that next day. I believe it was also the same day that Josh Hamilton hurt his knee uh, hitting a walk-off double to beat the Red Sox. But Adrian's injury was supposed to put him out for six weeks, eight weeks. And I forget who the Rangers were playing, but it was about three weeks into his injury. And we usually get the lineups at around anywhere from 2 o'clock to maybe 3.30 the latest. 
every once in a while at four o'clock, you know, we'll, we'll be on the cusp of getting the lineup because there's a roster move coming or, or something that's delayed it just a bit, but very rarely do you not receive a lineup, uh, you know, when you get to four, four fifteen. well, it's four fifteen, four thirty, four forty-five, five. 45, five, nothing, no lineup. And, you know, the Rangers are being very kind of quiet about it. Cause obviously there is a move that is going to be made. And the reason why they don't, leak that information is because maybe the person who's a part of the move doesn't yet know, you know, Jay, maybe mm-hmm. you're getting promoted and I'm getting sent down. Well, they don't want me to find out on Twitter. They want to have that conversation with me before it becomes public. Anyway, it's like five thirty, five forty-five. I think it was even like six o'clock. And finally, John Blake who's the executive vice president of communications for the Rangers uh, chimes in over the, the press box, Mike, and says that, you know, the Rangers have made a roster move. Adrian Beltre has been activated off the, it was at the time, the disabled list, now the injured list. And there was like a palpable gasp of amazement that this guy, and we didn't even like, he hadn't gone on a rehab assignment. There was no inkling whatsoever. He was on the verge of coming back three weeks into a six week injury. Mm. Yet he came back. I think he had a double in that game. And then later that year in Toronto, Adrian Beltre, I think it was game two, hurt his back. Uh, one of the games, he hurt his back in the first inning. And he was in, in tremendous discomfort. And in the second inning, he decided he was going to just take his at bat. And he had one swing. His back was in such pain that if he swung and missed, fouled it off, anything. He had one swing in him. He had one bullet. After that, he was going to have to come out of the game. And he was like, it was so clear how much pain he was in. And he ends up singling. Like he had one swing and he got a base hit. And then he basically was like helped off the field with like on the verge of tears. But that to me, you can talk about Adrian Beltre, you know, one of the best defensive third basemen of all time. That's true. You can talk about Adrian Beltre, arguably one of the best third baseman period of all time, just holistically. That's true. But people always talk about that stuff. People always talk about the unique, quirky personality. To me, though, this guy had a, a toughness that was just unrivaled. It's very fitting that we're talking about it here because I think that's one of the, the characteristics we we as Texans like to mm-hmm. uh, embody and demonstrate is toughness. And, and Adrian Beltre is not from Texas. He is, yeah. you know, he's not from America. He's, but you know what? A lot Dominican. of people who made Texas, Texas aren't from Texas yep. either. Sam exactly. Houston went from here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, so that to me is, is something I will always remember and think about when it comes to, to Adrian Beltre. What about Chuck Morgan? I mean, what's your, what's your sentiment on him? Yeah. I mean, so Chuck's the, you know, for those who, who maybe aren't as familiar with Chuck, he is the, the voice of Globe Life Field and, and previously the, the voice of Globe Life Park or the ballpark in Arlington or, you know, whatever the various iterations of, of the ballpark. And for me, someone who grew up going to Rangers games, it, Chuck was just, he was a part of the experience. And I didn't realize that until, and I forget the year, but Chuck left for one year. He went to go mm-hmm. broadcast for the Kansas City Royals or, or, or serve as their public address announcer. Mm-hmm. And because he's the public address announcer, I don't know, you know, it wasn't on ESPN. It wasn't like Rangers don't sign public address. You know, it wasn't like, and maybe if I was older, I was maybe like eight, nine, 10 at the time. Maybe if I was older, I would have heard about it at some point. But 
I went to a game early in that particular season and a guy who I, I know and, and have worked with over the years named Jimmy Christopher, really good guy was the public address announcer. And it just wasn't the same. Mm. God bless Jimmy. It was not the same. I, I was confused. I remember looking around like, wait, where's this other guy? Like his voice was like the voice of the stadium, right? Like it was weird. And, you know, again, this is no disrespect to Jimmy. I mean, Chuck is getting inducted into the Rangers hall of fame for a reason. There's no shame in, in not, you know, maybe being as beloved as him, but I remember like this odd feeling of, of confusion and then excitement when I found out Chuck was coming back. And at that point on, I really appreciated, uh, what his his role in, in the Rangers baseball experience was. I mean, in a lot of ways, for those going to games, he was the soundtrack of your your experience of the ballpark. Eric Nadell was the soundtrack of the games when you weren't at the game. Chuck Morgan was the soundtrack of the games when you were at the game. And, you know, Chuck has a role that is beyond just the public address announcer. There are so many things that even I don't even realize he has uh, contributed towards the, the game experience. He is such a a voice for the fan. Uh, I think he, he truly hears and listens and cares about mm -hmm. the fans, what their experiences are or have been and how he can improve them. And uh, I'm just, I'm very happy. You know, Adrian Beltre is going to get inducted into the, the baseball hall of fame in Cooperstown. He has been a, a multi-time all-star and gold glove award winner. And he is so recognized. But I think when you have the ability to, to honor someone like Chuck, who, you know, doesn't have the same outlet to receive that sort of recognition. I think it's really special and I'm super happy for both Adrian and Chuck, and it should be a really fun weekend on uh, this weekend and, and a fun evening Saturday night when the actual induction takes place. Well, I think a lot of people, you know, when you really think about any sports, I mean, whether it's football, basketball, whatever, baseball is, is one of the more all encompassing sports, you know, from just the experience of the food you know, the peanuts, I mean, like everything about it is this kind of visceral thing. And so the idea that, you know, somebody like Chuck is getting, uh, you know, inducted, um, is, is not surprising to me. I mean, I, I think it's, it, uh, it, it's incredible to see people look at the whole experience and, and acknowledge it because, you know, baseball wouldn't be baseball if you didn't have that, that full, you know, thing. I mean, I think about how long Harry Carey was associated with the Cubs and I mean, he was made it on SNL as, you know, with Will yeah. Ferrell, like that, that is baseball, right? It's like, that's what makes it the cultural sport of the United States and, uh, you know, in Texas. So, um, you know, congrats to both those guys. So, yeah. you know, on the note of uh, auditory experiences, you want to get into this uh, this interview with uh, Aaron Watson? Let's do it. I'm, I'm super excited. Aaron Watson, you got to check his stuff out. You also need to go to Academy Sports and Outdoors starting the 16th to check out this. If you want to just be models, I, I'm never, I, I'm not a model ever, but I, when you wear a shirt like I'm wearing, how can you not have that sort of a vibe? And, and Jay, just he's naturally good looking, but it's even better with hamburgers on his body. I feel like I might actually be able to give Aaron Watson a uh, run for the money on the looks Ooh, department. So, it's very, you know, now, if you throw Aaron Watson in one of these Magellan shirts, then we're both in trouble. Yeah. Handsome Dan just cleans yeah. up around the state. Yeah. But uh, Academy Sports and Outdoors, uh, the Magellan Whataburger partnership, check it out. But without further ado, the Straight Up Texas podcast, the official podcast of the Texas Rangers brings you our conversation with country music singer, Aaron Watson. Thanks so much for being with us today, man. Thanks for having me. We're all about uh, Texas and, and all of its awesome qualities and characteristics. What does the phrase straight up Texas mean to you? I mean, I don't know. That's just me. I'm just straight up Texas. 
that's a pretty that's a that's a pretty good answer. I know uh, I know one thing that's very Texas is Whataburger. Our friends at Whataburger, you're you're rocking the Whataburger mug. Uh, what is your favorite Whataburger order? You know, it's 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 one of those things. It depends on what time of the day it is. You know, I mean, it's like if it's kind of late, I'm gonna go for a potato, egg, and cheese taquito. You know, I mean, if it's lunchtime, I'm just gonna go with just a good water burger with cheese. Um, you know, uh, my my daughter, she loves water burger. I literally could be like, hey, girl, I'll take you anywhere in the world for dinner. Where do you want to go? I'm like, I'll take you somewhere to Paris. And she'd be like, no, let's just go to Whataburger. So, and uh, she she likes, the, she likes the chicken strips and gravy. And she gets a shake, you know. So, Whataburger is, uh, you know, it's it's the staple Speaking of anywhere in the world, you know, I know you're a panhandle guy, right? Like, so uh, Amarillo's uh, hometown, right? Uh, born, yeah. born and raised there? Yeah, born and raised there. I don't live there anymore. I live uh, a little south of Abilene, a uh, town called Buffalo Gap now. But yeah, I grew up in Amarillo. What, what's it, you know, mean to you, you know, to be from, from the panhandle? I feel like every time I'm digging into some, you know, uh, accomplished musician's background from Texas, a lot of them are panhandle, right? Like Lubbock and, and yeah. you know, I mean, what, what, what is it? What's going on up there that, that uh, churned out so many of you guys? I don't know. I think maybe there's not a lot to do. So, you, you know, you, you have a lot of time on your hands. Um, I'll tell you this. You always hear people talk about, oh, you know, Amarillo, there's nothing to, there's, you know, it's, it's flat and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, first of all, you know, I've, I've, I've traveled the world and the Panhandle has some of the most kind-hearted, loving human beings that you will find anywhere else in the world. And there's canyons and the clouds are bigger than any mountain. And it's like the stars put on a show every night. And, you know, it's just, um, for me, it's just, it's, it's home. And, um, you know, I, I love the people and, uh, and, but, but I, I can, I feel the same way about Texas. I mean, I'm, I got into this Texas music scene 20 years ago and I vowed to never sign a, a record deal in Nashville, Tennessee, because when I started, that meant something to stay independent, to stay loyal to Texas music fans, it meant something. Now, all the young bucks today, all the Texas artists today, they, they, they'll sign a record deal right off the bat. And things have changed. And, you know, to each his own. So I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all about whatever, you know, you got to follow your heart. And everybody has different goals. And But for me, for me, you know, when my career's said and done, they, I, I want them to be like, man, that guy was a Texas artist. I mean, we were playing a, a, a stagecoach in California, big festival. And we got to play the main stage, the big stage, a couple of years ago. And they brought me on stage and they said, ladies and gentlemen, Nashville recording artist, Aaron Watson. 
And I literally stopped the show. And I said, no, we're not from Nashville. We drove up here from Texas. And the place went crazy and then we kicked into our song, but it's important. That independence is important to me. Um, it allows, being a, an independent Texas artist, I'm proud of that. Um, that means that I get to do what I want to do. I get to write the songs that I want to write. Uh, I don't have someone uh, manipulating my music. Um, you know what? If I want to take off every Thursday in the fall so that I can go to my boys' middle school football games, that's what's going to happen this year. And uh, it just it allows me to be in control of my music, uh, my family, and things like that. So I'm, you know, but the coolest thing is how the rest of the world has embraced Texas music. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Where do you see yourself in the sort of like larger Texas music scene? You know, like, do you, do you consider yourself like a fan of it? Are you the, you know, the leader of the, the kind of, you know, old school movement? Like, I mean, where, where do you, you situate yourself in it? You know, I don't know. Um, I've never really thought about that. Um, you know, I think I just do my thing. You know, I don't really cater to the critics. Uh, I don't cater to award shows. Um, I think it would be really easy to get wrapped up in that stuff. You know, uh, you know, five years ago, we put out an album, The Underdog. It became the first independent album in the history of country music to chart number one. It had never been done before. And we received absolutely no acknowledgement from the mainstream country music world. Um, no nominations, nothing. Now the Country Music Hall of Fame actually put up, they did a, a, a small exhibit for that achievement. And I remember when Rolling Stone Magazine called me up, they said, how in the world does an independent artist from West Texas sell more uh, albums than these major label artists I said, you know, it's simple. I said, God's blessed me with the best fans in the world. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that it, it's, I, I'm, I think I'm a really good songwriter. That's the one thing that I'll give myself a pat on the back for, uh, as far as a singer or an entertainer, you know, you know, my looks, I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly average looking, but it's just one of those things that I'm truly, I'm truly blessed to just have this uh, great fan base and I've stayed loyal to them. And I think that's really the, the secret to my success is my, my loyalty to my fans has in return, they've given me their loyalty. I mean, Texas is very, very loyal. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm honored to be a part of the, um, the, the music scene. I, I wouldn't want to say I'm a leader of anything. I, I've never, I'm kind of an outsider, honestly. I mean, I, I don't, I don't live in Austin. I'm not really tied into anything. I'm just out there living in Buffalo Gap, Texas, writing my songs. And, you know, I, you know, I, I root for everyone, but I know what I stand for. And, you know, this guy may go sign a record deal in Nashville and, you know, 
best of luck to him, but not for me. That's not, that's not for me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm Texas tried and true. And, and I think you can sign a record deal and probably still be Texas tried and true. But for me, I made a commitment to the fans long ago. And um, I don't know, you know, I, I don't need, I don't need awards and stadiums packed across the, the nation. I, I, I feel at home at a honky tonk. Aaron, I'm curious, you know, we talk about Texas, we talk about, uh, you know, resiliency and, and persistence. And it seems like your career very much represents that. I think, you know, your career type in general is one that doesn't come without those qualities, but your specific journey, especially uh, is, is marked by that. I'm curious when you think about your journey to where you are from where you started uh, from a, a music standpoint, what stands out to you when it, it comes to just persevering through maybe moments where you sat up at night, not sure what the heck was going on or what was going to happen? Oh, man, I remember one time, you know, this is probably 18 years ago, um, sitting on the curb back behind Adair's, that little place there in Dallas. I mean, just... A lot of a lot of fans love Adairs, but from an artist perspective, I never cared for Adairs. You know, go play all night, get paid fifty bucks. You know, that didn't pay the bills. But I can remember sitting on the curb back behind Adairs, going, "Wow, I have got a long, hard road ahead of me." And um, but you know, the fans always gave me the encouragement. There was always that one fan at every show that would tell me how much my music meant to them. And that just kind of kept fueling the fire. And um, I remember when our album Vaquero came out, um, we, it, it was also, it was the top selling album in all of country music that week. And we had a top 10 single uh, out of style and there's only been three songs in the last like 50 something years that have charted top 10 on country on the top 40 country billboard chart independently and, and out of style was one of those songs. And um, I'm telling you, man, we would go all over the country doing radio interviews and some people would be like, so you're up and coming, uh, you know, and I'd be like, well, not really up and coming. I mean, it, been doing this for 17 years and they'd be like, they would kind of be shocked. And, and that's what I told people. I was like, it took me 17 years to have my first top 10 single. And honestly, I'll probably never have another top 10 single uh, because the moment those labels saw that we were having success, we kind of got ousted because there's a reason why independent artists don't have success at mainstream radio. That's, they don't really allow us to uh, play uh, on, on their swing set, you know, but I somehow snuck in there and got a couple of hits, but um, it, it has, it's been a, a, it's been a long, hard road, but it's been fun every step of the way, because when you're loving what you're doing, you know, it, it's, it's not really, it's not really work, but there have been moments where I'm like, you know, man, this is, you know, I mean, 
gosh, uh, yeah, this will be a good story for y'all. Uh, two Saturdays ago, we we played we played Friday night in Denver, sold out show at the Grizzly Rose, and we got about forty five miles east of Denver, headed to Amarillo, southeast of Denver, headed to Amarillo, and the bus broke down. There was not a box truck or a rental car within 300 miles of Denver. Everything was uh, completely uh, um, booked or rented out, you know, and um, we were in a tight spot, and we had a sold-out show in Amarillo the next night or that day. So I got on Instagram and Facebook and I said, Hey fans, uh, we're in a tight spot. We're broke down 45 miles outside of Denver. We need help. If anyone has a big truck that can pull the trailer and a couple of trucks that can take the band and myself to Amarillo, we will make it worth your time. And I put my manager's number and I mean, that poor guy got about a thousand text messages in about an hour. And sure enough, we had three, we had, we had so many fans reach out, but we were like, okay, that guy's got a big, huge truck. He can pull the trailer. These two guys can pull the band. And we, no kidding. The fans took us to our show that day. That's awesome. So it's, it's, I owe my career to the fans and I've earned them. My career has been, what, what do they call it? The, a slow drip. drip. <laughs> but you know, it's just, just inching along. But you know, if you inch along for long enough, it'll take you places. Aaron, I'm curious, you know, when, when Jay was talking with you earlier, you, you discussed, being a Texas country artist and, and sticking to those roots and staying true to that while maybe some of your peers have drifted and that's okay. Cause that's their prerogative. Yeah. Doing what you want to do. Why is it, what is it about Texas? What is it? A, why, why do you have so much pride in, in Texas and being Texan and, and Texas country? And, and, you know, that's clearly such a big part of your identity but you could choose to have other layers to that identity. Why is that such a prevailing layer for you? I don't know. I guess my dad brainwashed me. You know, I think it just, it's being proud of where you're from. It's, it's home. I think it's the fact that growing up in middle school, you know, the Texas history book for me I found that way more interesting than the U.S. history book. I mean, we were once our own nation. I mean, I mean, I'm you know kind of proud of that. I, I love the people. Um, I love the attitude. I love the fact that we go over to Europe, and uh, I mean, we go play in France. We're playing sold out shows in France and these people have their phone covers or the Texas flag. I mean, there's just an attitude. Uh, there, it's, it, it's, it's hard work. It's, it's, uh, it's grit. It's, um, 
I don't know. I just love everything that Texas stands for. And, um, you know, there's a reason why the whole world is moving to Texas right now. Just being a, a big fan of, of like all things Texas, who's, who's playing in your truck when you're driving around Buffalo Gap? Um, well, it, it depends on if my daughter's in the car. I'm telling you right now, I've got stuff playing that, you know, if we're in my Jeep and she's in the car with me and she's got her playlist going, we pull up to a red light and she's jamming to whatever she's listening to, whether it's Taylor Swift or Sean Mendez or whatever. I'm just, I just say a little prayer that none of my buddies pull up next to me. Uh, you know, I love songwriters. Yeah. I, I love the Texas songwriters. I mean, it's the. Who's on your short list? Uh, guy Clark is my guy. Mm -hmm. Um you know, um, which, you know, and obviously there's, you know, Towns Van Zant, and, you know, everybody loves Robert Earl Keane and same as me. And, uh, you know, there's the Willies and the Waylands and there's the Gary P. Nuns. It's just, you know, the, the list goes on and on and on and on. I mean, they're just, they're, there's so many talented artists that that's why I'm just honored to be a part of the scene. You know, I mean, the last 10 years, we've all the Texas award shows, we've won so many awards and I'm just like, I'm so blown away because there is a, you know, there's a lot of talent in Nashville, but it's a very small group of artists, the nominees. It's, it's a short list. But in Texas, yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm always, you know, when, when I was in, in school, especially, and I, I was really diving deep. I mean, it, it felt like every couple of weeks, there was a new artist I'd not heard of. And then I'd look into it and like, they have a really big following, you know I mean? Yeah. When I first got turned on to Max Stalling and. Oh yeah, Max. And Josh, it was like, dude, where, where was this guy been hiding from? Yeah. You know, for me all this time, you know. Um, I'm the same way where I'm in the music scene and I'll stumble onto somebody and be like, they're just, what I love about Texas is it's the land of opportunity. Mm -hmm. I mean, people go move to Nashville and they wait for years and years and years for that opportunity, that moment. And, and, and honestly, probably 95% of them never even get through the door. But in Texas, if you're willing to work hard, get out there and hustle. And if, and if you just stay after it, you can build that, that loyal following. And, and, and it's the fans that have allowed me to, uh, to achieve my, my dreams. I mean, it's, it's, I will forever stay loyal uh, to the Texas music fans because they're the ones it's, it's that whole like dance with the ones that brought you mentality. Well, so uh, obviously we're, um, you, you guys are listening to the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by Whataburger. And, you know, the final part of our show, we do really drill down. We've already been talking a little bit about Texas, um, kind of at a high level, a lot about your career and, and you know, how you play into it. Um, but I want you to focus all of the uh, Aaron Watson energy now outward to Texas as sort of a travel destination, uh, artistic inspiration, all of the uh, Asians uh, that we, you know, yeah. vacation 
all, all of it, right? Yeah. So for this last uh, bit of questions, I want to know, uh, you hop in the Jeep, you got a full tank of gas, where do you go uh, if you had the opportunity to just bounce? Maybe one of your Thursdays off and you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go somewhere and just pick my, pick my feet up, have a beer and be somewhere in Texas. Where is that? I drive four miles from the house to my ranch, driving through the hills of Buffalo Gap. And then I drive, you know, I share a fence line with my favorite restaurant, Perini Ranch, which mm -hmm. is in Buffalo Gap. Go have a steak, maybe some of their catfish. Uh, they have, you know, quail eggs. I mean, they have just... There, for me, there's so many, there's so many beautiful parts of Texas. You know, it's uh, it, everywhere I go, I find, I find beauty. You know, I, I love the fact that Texas has, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty crazy when it's like, oh, today in Amarillo, it's uh, 27 degrees and down in South Texas, it is a high of 92. I mean, that says a lot that one place is hot one place is cold. Um, but you know, I, I think one thing that, that we didn't talk about that's, that's, that relates everything is for me, um, my, my Texas hero um, is Nolan Ryan. When people say describe, you know, say Texas without saying Texas, Nolan Ryan. I mean, he's Texas. And that's the guy that for me, you know, even before George Strait, it's Nolan. I mean, that's, that's my guy. I mean, I've got, I've got his rookie card, 1968 tops, Nolan Ryan and Jerry Koosman. I've got, I mean, I've got it all, man. I mean, my room growing up was Nolan, all Nolan. And, you know, people always be like, well, how can, you know, you know, I've got one boy that really leans towards the Rangers. I've got a boy that leans towards the Astros. And, you know, I know people grimace at that, but here's the deal. Growing up, you know, I loved both teams because Nolan was both places. And I love all things Texas. And um, I just think that Nolan is probably – the greatest, if you have to put a face, for me, the true Texas mascot is Nolan Ryan. I mean, from his, you know, beef master to his career, his class. I mean, good grief. Listen to him talk. I mean, he's the Texas John Wayne, you know, and um, man, just that's my guy. I have to throw that in there. Go on with your next question. I had to give props. I had to give no, props to Nolan. He's enough. There, there's, there, there's nobody quite as iconic as him. Uh, yeah. And I'll throw in there Pudge. And why Pudge. not? Yeah. He's a Texan he's like now. A, he's an adopted son. Yeah, um, he is. He's a, yeah, from Puerto Rico, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Aaron, I'm, I'm curious, you, I mean, I know you travel beyond Texas, but you certainly travel all over Texas to do shows and, uh, you know, maybe just for fun. Where, where are some of your favorite, not necessarily venues, but 
what are some of your favorite spots or restaurants when you go to a certain place and you know, hey, I'm performing in Austin. I can't wait to go here. Or I'm performing in Galveston. I'm, I'm going to definitely make sure to stop here. You know, um, poof, there's so many places. I mean, I don't know. That's a tough question. I mean, I know I can speak on behalf of like, I'll give you an example. Whenever we go back home to Amarillo, I always go eat at Doug's Barbecue. Uh, Doug's Barbecue has been there since the 40s. Uh, I, I lived just down the street from Doug's growing up. My mom would always take me there in, in, my, in a stroller. Uh, my elementary school was next to Doug's. And in the fifth grade, this is how much things have changed. In the fifth grade, if you brought a note from your parents, you could leave the school grounds and walk over to Doug's Barbecue for lunch in elementary school. And then, of course, you know, I, I go back there every time. Uh, you know, there's just so many, so many iconic places. I mean, I think Texas, I, I've been around the world. I mean, I, I've, I think they said in the last five years, we've played like 41 states and 11 countries. Wow. And um, I love going to Europe. I love Italy. I love France. I think we're, we're going to Switzerland in, 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 this, in September. But Texas has as much culture as any place I've ever been. I mean, you go to this part of Texas and you're going to get this. I mean, my goodness. I mean, you go to, you know, there's so many different influences in texas from mexico to germany i mean it's just dude it's it's just a, a great great place i mean it's home i mean you're you're you know i, I once did an interview where they actually and, and waterburger will love this but i gotta ask a question um they said, okay, Whataburger or In-N-Out? And I said, In-N-Out of where? <laughs> and they're like, the place. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of it, you know? And I was like, I will not answer us. I said, you know how your teacher used to tell you there's no such thing as a stupid question? I said, well, that right there is a stupid question. I'm like, Water, Whataburger all day, baby. But I will tell you this. I think until I was about, I don't know, 29 or 30, I thought it was water burger. So, I, I mean, you know. You're not just, alone. I'm not alone in that. You're not alone. Even even seeing the sign on a daily basis. You're still even, I think I don't ever call it water, water burger. I think yeah. I call it water burger. Uh, yep. Water. Water uh, burger. Hey, Aaron, I, I know we've got boots that's out uh and the album american soul uh definitely encourage people to to check that out what else should people know about aaron watson here recently or stuff coming up uh you know people who are fans of yours or people who are, are just meeting you through this for the first time what do they need to know about how they can enjoy some of your work oh man we've got music on all the platforms um i write all my music um I think that's important uh, I, for me as, as a music fan. It means a lot to me when 
I know the artist is the one writing that song. And, and I think that's another thing that's always made me gravitate towards Texas music is a majority of these Texas artists, they write their songs. They don't have large publishing companies uh, with, you know, award-winning songwriters feeding them songs. It's me pouring my heart out in my music. And that is what has always drawn me to all these other Texas artists is I feel like, man, when I'm hearing those songs, I'm seeing that's like a window into their soul. And, and that's, that's the thing. When you listen to my music, you know, I mean, honestly, it's one of those things. If, if you're hearing a song that's kind of a heartbreak song, you can probably, you can probably imagine, although I, I won't go into details because she'd kill me, but you can probably imagine my wife and I got into an argument and I was pissed about something, you know, um, if there's a love song, you can speculate, you know, make speculations there. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's pouring my heart into the music. And, um, and the, the other thing is that for me, music is the family business. It's small business. You know, I'm a small businessman. And so when you, uh, when you support my music, you're literally putting food on the table for my family. So, um, man, I just, I love my fans. I want them to be happy. Um, so it's like, you know, I, I'm committed to them. We've got the new album, American Soul, but we also have an album coming out. We're going to start releasing songs off of it in the fall. And it's called Unwanted Man. And, um, you know, it's just important that I keep, you know, I keep honing my craft and I feel like I'm coming into my own as an artist. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm that, that, you know, well, gosh, I say middle-aged pitcher. Now at my age, I'd be, you know, kind of getting Bartolo Cologne. Yeah. I'm getting more, I'm getting closer to Bartolo, you yeah. know? And, um, but, um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm coming into my own and I'm understanding my craft and it's not so much about throwing, you know, throwing heat as it is, you know, you know, pitch placement, off speed pitches, keeping them guessing, you know, and um, for me, life is baseball. I mean, I, I, I love baseball. Um, it's the only sport to me. I mean, I, my, both my boys play and um, my career has been a lot like, a lot like baseball. I mean, you know, like, like everyone knows, you know, a hall of fame hitter fails 70% of the time and you don't give up. You just gotta, you know, it's like, you know, my oldest son, Jake had a pretty rough game the other day it was over four. And I was like, it's just part of it, bro. Shake it off. You know, got to get up there. One thing's for certain. If uh, you don't get up there and swing the bat, you're never going to get a hit. So, you, it's, so in life, you just got to keep swinging. And, uh, you know, it's uh, a lot of life lessons in baseball. I love the game. Love the Rangers. Um, and uh, I'll tell you that the, the most intimidating uh, situation I've ever been in in my musical career 
involved singing the national anthem for the Rangers. That was the most frightening, horrific experience of my life. And at that point in time, I decided that I was going to retire from singing the national anthem because I just believe a better singer and a prettier face should be singing such a sacred, special song. Uh, but I got up there in front of 40, I think it was 49,000 people. And um, we didn't do a sound check. And right off the bat, my guitar didn't work. I had worked, I had practiced for months. I had this cool little James Taylor type national anthem version going on. Right off the bat, my guitar's not working. And I'm like, ah. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna sing. And I'll never forget that I said, oh, say can you see? And I was fixing to sing the next line, wait for it, wait for it. And right before I'm fixing to sing the next line, I hear the echo, oh, say, can you see? And I was like, oh, by the dawn's early light, by the dawn, oh, well, and I mean, dude, have you ever tried to talk on the phone to someone when you hear your echo? You know how that messes with your mind? Yeah. And right there, I was like, oh my word. And I was like, while I was singing, I was like, dear Jesus, if you could get me through this, if you could just get me through this moment and not let me mess up the national anthem, you know, I promise to never cuss again. Well, Aaron, we, we really appreciate you joining us here on the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by Whataburger. Just a reminder, go check out the Whataburger Pico de Gallo burger, Pico de Gallo chicken sandwich. You can get a cool mug like Aaron's got right there. Uh, but in all seriousness, Aaron, thanks so much. And, and thanks for all you do representing this state the way that you do it. Let's go!